Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is Television You Watch with Your Third Eye, and I'm Richard Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we will pose the question, what is your relationship to change? I really do feel that change is our worst enemy and our best friend all at the same time. And so it just depends. Well, change is spoken of as the universal constant. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely nothing that doesn't change. Except for the things that don't change. Well, except for those, <laughs> of course. But um, since it is such a universal constant, anything other than embracing it will have to result in a less than desirable set of circumstances. So the embrace of change. Well, it's funny because whatever you're in, if you're in what you feel is stagnant, you have to get to that change. And if you are in that change, you feel terrified and want to get to a constant. So what does that mean? Is change really greener grass is, is the thing on the other side? But it really, if you look at it, change is a perspective and that's all it is. Because uh, when I was I guess studying or, or reviewing the concept of birth and death and everything with, with me, I realized all it is is change and you're either looking back on it as in, oh, it's, it's happened, it's a death, it's over, or something's over, or you're looking ahead at it and you perceive it as a birth. So change really is a perspective on something. It's not really a thing, it's not anything other than a perspective and that you can control or create that perspective by looking at things differently. And that gives one an enormous power. Uh, it's very, uh, thank you for saying this, because we do view it as death or birth. Mm -hmm. and, and the birth is uh, always suspect because we're unfamiliar with it. But yet and at the same time, it holds all that promise. And uh, death is always uh, something that brings a uh, sadness no matter what you do, the end of something brings a, uh, uh, an inherent uh, remorse, an inherent, oh, uh, the things I could have done, oh, the, the person I could have been. Uh, and we don't look at the birth the same way because the birth is this unknown factor and therefore we are uh, uncomfortable with it and we're equally uncomfortable with the other end. So how can we form a relationship with change <clears throat> in which we are continuously comfortable, how would that possibly work? Yeah. Well, I think one is to acknowledge that it is really a movement or uh, like a movement of the clock is change. Huh. It's not really, it's, there, there's no such thing as time. It's just, and I believe you put it this way years ago, it's just a distance on the clock or whatever and so really time is just a hand clicking to the next second and it doesn't really have any substance it's all in our perspective and what we choose to look at it through the lens of death ending scary or birth excitement new and so if we we look at change as just that lens then we could see anything differently and I, I really do think that um, if we look at things as constantly changing, like you were saying, that's the only thing you can count on is change, then, then you could look at a stagnant situation and actually, actually see the, the change that's going on because each moment it really is different. 
And I know I, I've uh, counseled people, uh, couples and such, and a lot of times people think after a certain period of time, like 25, 30 years of marriage, it's like, oh, every day is identical. But the minute we start having the perspective that every day is identical, that's when you are, uh, your perspective is misleading you because everything does change. And we can see that change through glasses of joy or glasses of anger or fear or, or whatever that may come. It's like there are equal parts of joy and happiness and discovery and mystery and all that in every moment and we have to develop the eyes to see where it is. Sometimes that joy may be on a bride's face on her wedding day and sometimes it might be under a pile of laundry, meaning after you're done with it you feel that joy. But if you say joy is always within arm's reach of me, oh. where is it? You start training your eyes to look for new mm -hmm. and, and different things. And newness implies growth. If we're not seeing new and we're not seeing the landscape change, I think we have a basic fundamental soul fear that we're not growing. That must be mean that we're dying. But if you see everything, even death, as a growth, we yes. don't have to have that grip. Well, death is not what people <laughs> have been led to believe. Well, you've experienced yeah. oh, firsthand. Many times, and the idea, you brought up the idea of a potentially interesting game there. Uh, which is, and you're absolutely correct, joy is always within arm's length. Joy is always right next to you. The idea is to be able to see it. So if we ask uh, our audience to participate in the game you're talking about, uh, right now from wherever you are sitting, there is within you uh, the ability to reach for something that's absolutely joy. And what is that? Because a moment ago this might never have occurred to you that joy is within arm's reach, so what but is it, it? But you know, it truly is, and I, mm -hmm. I, I know every, a lot of people do gratitude journals now, mm -hmm. but back in the early 90s, I had never heard of anything like that, and I was looking to pull myself out of a depression, and so I would write things, I called it a joy journal, things that brought me joy during the day that made me happy. And so that trained my eye to look for it. So if I started feeling sad, I would just look around and say, I know you're here somewhere. Where are you? And, and sometimes it is as mundane, what we would call mundane, as getting to the end of the, the batch of dishes in the sink mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. or paying the bills. I know a lot of people dislike that, but I consider the joy of having it complete and being grateful that I had enough money come in to pay <laughs> my bills. Yeah. I would always find great joy in that. But it's always there. And so I just tell people to look for it. And mm -hmm. after a while, your eyes will find it everywhere. Well, the post office puts out celebrate stamps, which I would always get, you know, to put on bills because you're celebrating having enough money to pay the bills, mm -hmm. really. And there's the celebration. So we are celebrating would be a, a very interesting. See, the word change has a thousand synonyms in the language. Uh, one of which is celebrate. That's a change because mm -hmm. we, um, you cannot constantly celebrate because you, it just doesn't work that way. There has to be something to <clears throat> get you to be celebrating. Uh, works like that. So there's many other words in our language. <clears throat> one of the words is regret, okay, which is a form of change because whatever the experience was, you've decided that that was not an experience that was worthy. Mm. And therefore you get tangled in the word regret 
because uh, years ago we had uh, someone call in and uh, we were talking about this subject of the word regret and the caller said, um, I regret not going to college. And so we asked, what did you do for those four years? And the caller said, uh, well, I backpacked Europe. So then you said, so you regret backpacking Europe? And they go, oh, no. Right. So. Yeah, so, that, so but that's change. See, mm-hmm. that's exactly change. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And regret, too, another, or just in addition yes. to what you said, I've always seen regret as you beating up your former self, mm. which is so unfair because the you that made the decision that you now regret didn't know it was going to turn out this way. It's easy for you to be a Monday morning quarterback and say you should have done that, you evil creature. But actually, your past self was so kind as to venture into the unknown at risk of your vitriol, anger, and vengeance to do something on your behalf to gain you something. And so it, it went in there boldly and then, ah, it didn't work out. And so then what that does, as you beat up your past self, that makes you afraid to do anything bold for your future self. And there it goes. So what I did is I made peace with my past self. And my past self, before I ever made the decision, my future past self, wrote a letter to my future self and said, I am choosing to leave this job because of X, Y, and Z, and that's all the information I have. But I'm going to trust that that's the right thing, and I'm sorry if you see this otherwise in the future. And as I was writing that, I started crying because I realized that I'm just here. I'm doing everything I can to live a good life, to be a good person, to have love in my life and happiness and to do the least harm as possible. Yet, I'm cowering to this future judgmental me. And I had such compassion that I didn't have to write that letter anymore, and I really got to the place. Do I do it every time? No, but I really did most of the time get to the place where at least I didn't crucify myself for making that decision. And so then I started having a relationship with my past and future self. For instance, I used to wake up every morning and try to find clothes that were ironed, and it would be like a half hour I'm scurrying around. So I decided to do an act of love for my future self. So every Sunday, I would get all my clothes ready for the week and line them in the the, um, closet. And so then I would make myself hang them up when I got home in order to do that. And so when I woke up in the morning, I could sleep an extra half an hour. And I thought about that yesterday self, that Sunday self that took the time to do that. And I said, oh, thank you. And most of the time, we're at war with our past and future selves. But once you make peace with them, you can help each other. Wow. You can be friends. Yes. And so I do. I, I was telling you I didn't make my bed for a long time. I just thought it was stupid, a stupid idea, because it was just this little mat on the floor. It's not like there was this beautiful bed on, on whatever. And I just threw my covers on it. I'm going to be sleeping in it tomorrow. Why go to that trouble? And then I realized it was very nice and wonderful to get into sheets that were laid out beautifully. Mm -hmm. And that even though it is a mat on the floor, I can still treat it with respect and dignity. So I got Mm -hmm. into the habit of making my bed every day. And I don't see it as a chore. I see it as an act of love for the me that's going to go to sleep that night. Oh, that's beautiful. That's an amazing way. That's an amazing way to see the world. 
Not but silly at all. If everyone felt that way, we wouldn't be living on a different planet. But even planet, when I smooth the blanket down, mm -hmm. I just put love there. Yes. You know, because it's like if, if you're not going to leave love for yourself on your pillow, well, then you're not going to be able to give it to anyone else. Practice on yourself. Well, these and then you don't have to, like, beg other people for it. These uh, motel chains that put a little piece of candy on the pillow for you, that's, that's the uh, counterfeit version of love. Mm. It's, oh, it's sweet. No, that, you know, that's sugar, et cetera, whatever that is. And yet they're trying to slip that in there mm. as a, hi, we're, we Never love you. That. We love you. We're giving you love on your pillow. And the world's full of this uh, a counterfeit love. It's remarkable how endemic well, it also, is. Also, people don't realize. I mean, we think that the love you receive is what feels good. But honestly, the love you give feels yes, so good. Yes. I, when I cook, when I make something oh, yeah. for people I love, I, mm -hmm. I wash everything just and dry it. It's perfect. And I cut it, and I just think of love as I'm doing it. I genuinely do that. Yes. Unless I'm cooking a big Indian food buffet and I've got a million things. I'm still doing it with love, but I'm yeah. kind of scattered and well. harried. But I do, and it feels good. It, it's a, a good thing. I think we get programmed that only thing that feels good is what comes in, not what comes out. Yes. That what comes out is a depletion of some sort, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Well, the other night you were making, last night, we were making salad for us, and I was saying, oh, how loving you are because you were arranging each little piece of lettuce, and watermelon lettuce salad with... Avocado. Uh, avocado. Yeah, and I said, oh, how loving you are, and then you said... What you other said, way? Yeah, you said you did that so lovingly, and I said, well, what other way is there to do it? Yeah. I just don't know. Um, well, people, yeah, people yeah. want to take shortcuts. So I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, but the, to be, to do everything lovingly, do you realize what a philosophy that is? Do you realize that everybody on this planet had that concept? There would be no war. There would be no, there would, would be none of this. The entire thing would change if everybody did everything as I, lovingly I as they could. I do feel that. You know, yeah. what, an, <clears throat> one of the other things that occurred to me is I realized I was taking a shower in such a way that if I were doing that to anyone else, I would be arrested for assault. Oh, yeah. Because I was like trying to hurry and I was dropping soap on my foot and all this stuff. Well, oh. Not every time, of course. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying that j just to give you the visual, you know, yeah. rubbing. And I thought, why am I doing that? That actually takes more of an energy than just to gently right. go. And what if I, ac I, I did it with love instead of hatred and anger? And it reminded me of many years ago I worked in a pizza restaurant. I did that for a number of years. That's how I, I supported my children. Yeah. And they had a rocker blade to cut pizza. Oh, yeah. And so there was this other assistant manager and me, and she would make this big noise, boom, 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 and it sounded like it was really this... Gunfire. Yeah, this display of something. But it would be very uneven pieces, and pieces would flip over, and then she's trying to fix the cheese and all that. And I decided I was going to use the most efficient, and so I lifted it barely, and it was silent and clean and perfect and put in there. And I realized that... You don't have to waste that space, you know, mm -hmm. that time, yeah, yeah. that energy, and that not all loud things are faster. <laughs> yes, definitely. But that's, that's why if you lovingly cut it, it's going to taste better. Yes, 
And if you're hacking at it with this no. violent bam, 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 it may not taste as good, and then one pe person gets a piece this big and another person has a piece this big. Yeah, no, it's a, such an unconscious world. Our planet at this point could really be referred to as unconscious. We see it all the time, but uh, not quite to journey down that path, but more to take a look at what is our next concept, perhaps, which, the, which is that um, all change, everything that happens, is on your side. I said that to somebody in a store one time uh, who, who was just a customer going in and out, and I don't know how the conversation came up, but I said, remember, everything that happens is on your side. And the guy stopped walking and looked at me like I was from another planet, really. And, uh, well, that may be. Yeah, we I, don't know I'll, that yet. Yeah. DNA That's tests are still yeah. pending. No, they can't find it. They went looking. But uh, this guy said, um, I don't remember the exact thing that he said, but he was astounded by the concept and had some philosophical term to refer to it as. But the truth of the matter is, change is on your side. And we have these words throughout the language, regret, mistake, lost, lost, um, all these words that make um, a change into this villain, that makes change into something that's going to harm. And, um, you know, we drove by uh, one of the roads we like to drive up. There had been a woman that maintained a, an enormous garden for years and years and years and years. And it wasn't there. You remember this? Yeah. And we, we talked about it and decided that the woman had finally decided to um, sell the farm probably for millions it wasn't really a farm, it was just a huge field with a house next to it. And uh, that she'd probably decided to... Uh, Get something smaller. Yes, yeah, so she could uh, retire and not have to do all that. And I'm sure she had enough herbs dried and stored uh, that she would have a lifetime supply of said herbs. <coughs> so this idea of change... So we, we might have viewed that as, oh, gee, the end of et cetera, et cetera. But no, it was actually the beginning, the birth of this woman's... Uh, Retirement. Next step, and the, and the houses that would be built in that property. Yeah, and it'll soon be high rises, I'm sure. Well, what if, what if change was actually just the awareness of growth? Oh well, and put. so there is no, if we think of no change, that just means we're not aware of the growth, and that is a clue for us to start looking for where is the growth, because it may be internal. The growth may be taking you into what is an apparent sameness, so that you could get through to the other side and say, uh, I now see it differently. Oh, yeah. No, seeing with different eyes is the biggest, <coughs> pardon me, the biggest change you can possibly make is seeing with different eyes because uh, we get so, um, you know, it, it seems to be um, we start to shut down after a certain point. Not in life. This is in any given day. You know, as you get tired towards the end of the day, you start to shut systems down, etc. So that if we can um, <clears throat> remind ourselves to see through different eyes, see any situation that we regard to be um, um, taken for granted, common, there, normally, there it is, uh, which means we're not seeing it. Exactly, okay. And then to just agree to see it um, as a form of love, to see it as something that's changing it, to see it as... Um, an awakening spark, to see it as inspiration, to see, and the list of the words that 
take the frequency up is equally long and they are all characterized by change. Inspiration is where the spirit enters. Inspiration, and you were, you know, uh, in one of the trinities of thought, there's the um, uh, inspiration, the spirit comes in, there's the processing of it, and then there's boredom. And everybody will go, oh, boredom, that's boo, that's bad, we don't want boredom. Well, you have to have boredom in order to... I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. You, it starts out as boredom, then it becomes that inspiration like you were, then the creativity, and the thing that we never allow ourselves after the creation is to enjoy it. And I, I think that's what's meant by take the Sabbath and rest or yeah, whatever. Yeah. We never allow ourselves to feel that sense of complete mm -hmm. completion there. Years and years ago, and I still have a friend named Bert Dallas, and when we were in college, we used to... He's uh, a great guy, by the way. He is, yeah. Um, we um, were putting down wooden floors in some high-rise, um, you know, redoing the floors that were there and putting down wooden floors. And that was very different. And uh, every day, the last 10 minutes of the day, uh, Bert would stop all the machines and he would walk around and he would stroke the wood and he would get down and look at it and, and just he, it was, uh, brings me to tears to think about how much he took the time he, yeah. to enjoy what he had done. Whereas I was, well, that's done, let's smoke a cigarette, let's get out of here. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I'm going, wow. I, I feel very deprived yeah. uh, when I don't get that opportunity. Yes. Uh, I, I, I feel uh, a great kinship yeah. with Bert. We, yes, we, do. we have our next, uh, we have our first caller. Great. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, Wendy, how are you? Wendy, what can we do for you? It's a question about my boyfriend. Okay. And how it relates to angels in my life. And, oh boy, he just walked through the door. Um, give me one second, I'm gonna get rid of him. Hey, come on, come on. It's like me. Well, I knew that was coming. Yeah, you had that feeling. Yeah. Um, well, gone. anyway, um, yeah. I, I really do feel that, you know, we go through changes, like um, uh, just as a comment of that, one time someone called in, uh, did all that, and I said, really, is that how you want to use your 15 minutes, minutes of, of fame in your yeah. life? I no. think I would like to use it in a different way. But anyway, um, everybody goes through changes. You know, like even calling and, and doing prank calls, we all did that. I mean, sure. I did that. You know, you used to say, call, yeah, yeah. just dial a random number. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Yeah, He's running by, or Frisier's running. Yeah, yes, it's running by your door, catch it, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that's even a phase that we go through. Yeah. And everything is about change. And after a while, when change becomes your friend, because you know it is a perspective and it's a vision of it because things are constantly changing but we only notice things certain things like if we look at it as being an awareness of growth then things are growing all the time but there might only be a certain set of circumstances where we notice the change like like where when your child uh, gets up to your shoulder and you go oh wow you've grown you're up to my shoulder there'll be some trigger for that to notice the change and usually if it's a, a dynamic, you had said earlier about we resist 
change and things passing, even if we don't want them anymore, we'll, we'll tend we'll to resist. hold on. Yeah. Well, the, the hand, if, it, if you have a cut on it, even as the cut is leaving, the hand mourns the loss of the cut because it becomes attached oh, and it that's shows so you sweet. how we are so, we love so easily, even the things we think we hate. And something I wrote on Facebook a number of years ago, I don't remember how long ago, but it was just a, a statement that came to me that said, in the end, the heaven you seek is mm. what you already had. Yes. And that sometimes things change so that you can look back and say, wow, and finally appreciate that. Because we are taught that appreciation only comes in retrospect, that we're not allowed to appreciate as it's happening, that we yes. can either anticipate it or we can look back on it, and usually there's our regrets and lamenting something. Yeah. But what if we gave ourselves permission to appreciate things as they come? I really have uh, lived my life in such a way, ever since I can remember, 17 years old, what, I, I left home at just turned 16, so it was prior to that. I told myself that I was going to really appreciate something every day of my life. And every day that I have come home to any of my homes, oh, because right. I've, I've been in positions where I was homeless, I genuinely every day thank the universe for my home. My ex-husband used to get irritated because he would say, she just wakes up in the morning and thanks the sun or whatever. I just felt that was a critical thing to keep in your life. Do oh, I true. do it every 100% of the time? I don't know. I'm pretty close, honestly. Yes. Yeah, I, think I really so. am. But yeah. uh, I don't do it all the time, but mm -hmm. most as much as I can. Yeah. But it's a good way to live. Well, it is. It's excellent. Now, I know that uh, you teach and uh, that the two of us have studied a book uh, for this lifetime. Uh, called uh, I Ching, the Book of Changes. And what's very interesting about the Book of Changes is you can, uh, if the audience knows it well enough, or either way, uh, you cast uh, coins, it was originally arrow sticks, and you get, um, uh, you ask about a question, what will happen? If or what are the energies around yeah, such and such? That sort of thing. And it can throw you, uh, there are 64 hexagrams, which are a combination of six lines each, and Either they're uh, open or closed, or changing from one from closed to open or open to closed. So this makes a really large number of possibilities. And uh, the book of changes, the thing about it is to realize that, uh, and the lines will often say, this situation will be like this now, but in a little while it will be uh, like that, this. That is a brilliant thing to bring up. That's yeah. true, because how the I Ching started is they uh, would throw tortoise bones uh, shells into a fire and they would crack. And how it started out is, is it yes or is it no? Is it, shall I go to war tomorrow? And is it a yes or a no? And then they found that there are really more than just yes or no. There's a yes, but maybe tomorrow it won't be a good idea. So it's telling you to go to war today, but tomorrow it's going to be terrible. So you, ne you need to know that it's in the process of changing. Mm. Or it's a no, but tomorrow it's going to be very sunny. So just adapt your plans. That was the moment that it took something that was dual, like yes or no, and brought in a third perspective. Yeah. That it is a yes changing to a no, or a no changing to a yes, is a completely different thing than a solid yes. Yeah. And, and so it became known as the living, breathing, 
uh, divination tool. Yeah, the oracle. Yeah, the I Ching oracle. Yeah. I know they're online these days where you can just have that. Well, I, in my divination class, which mm -hmm. I've not taught in many years, well, I, I adapted the I Ching to a very simple thing that people can do. And I found that those, and, and you've seen those, with the simple phrases mm -hmm. that I have, it's much easier to really get a read and a feeling than reading lots and lots of texts. Although I do think that's the optimum. But sometimes it's good to get something simpler because then the brain isn't trying to analyze. It just drinks it in because it's simple. doesn't have to repeat it over and over. And then it inspires a feeling that comes out. Yeah. And then you are guided. And as, we, uh, as we've erased the human race, evolve our telepathy, the point of our program, to evolve your telepathy, uh, then it is possible to direct connect. Uh, you are just so brilliant at that. Well, because you. Do. Yeah, well, you'll Thank have you. just full-blown images occur of things that will have happened or did happen or are in, yeah. And so uh, that makes the I Ching look, but the I Ching is not so primitive. No, I it's still being used today Yeah. In, in China and all over. All over the world. Well, as you know, I, I think you told me the story of when you were in college or something you were asking, is it a good idea to do some business thing with someone? and it told you uh, no, and it turned out that it was a very lucky thing that you followed it. Yes. And I have many books of, of uh, things. I've even asked about the, the changing of stocks and things, just, just as an experimental thing. I didn't buy the stock or anything, although every time it was accurate, maybe I could. But they're, they're, it's really an uncanny thing, and it's really good for larger things. Uh, perhaps we'll do a show on divination, and that I will just excellent. show do everything that I teach in the class. Yeah, I think people uh, would really like that. Right, and uh, then do it in conjunction with the idea of your uh, oh, uh, by, um, your class coming up, and uh, we're about uh, this is our 750th show, and uh, yes. we would like to show off the crew. And yes. these are the people that have well, been with us okay. for so many years. I guess everybody has. This is David and Donnie. David does audio. Donnie is our director, and both of them have been here since 1999 with us. Yeah. And Alexia, who is a wonderful phone answerer. <laughs> and there's Rick and Ali and Maria. On, and then Rick is our floor director. Rick. And we, we have um, yeah. lots of other people that help us out, like Pat and Michael and very many other, oh, Laura and Pam are not here tonight, but they're yeah. often here. Who else are we Pat missing? Coffee. Pat Coffey. Mm -hmm. uh, and lots Michael of others. Matthew. So anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, Michael and Nephew. So oh. everybody's going back to man the control room. Thank, yes, you. thank you. We love thank you, you guys. Very much. 750 yeah. shows is, is a lot a of shows. a long time, yeah. And uh, these people are completely volunteers. We, uh, this is FPA. Um, this is one of the few functioning non-money paradigms in existence on the planet Earth. Everybody does this because they love the idea of doing it. You've never heard of this. Go into a car dealership and there's no one that you might love cars. You know, I understand that. You might be a mechanic that loves to fix cars, but you're doing it because you're getting paid for it. And everybody here is doing it simply because they love to do it, and we have had such a family bond occur over the last 15, however long, yeah, 15 years, slightly more, we're 16 years now, uh, that it's, uh, 
Uh, how do we describe that? Family is so well, it's important. It's very heartwarming. Yeah. And there have been a lot of changes, ups and downs with this. Not ups and downs as in bad or good, but just it's yeah. just been a road, a windy road with lots of different things on it. And you know, I really do feel that in this disposable time, yes. so many people are, are ready to let go of things, to dispose of things. Oh, I've been doing it for eight or nine years. That's long enough. Let, let's just dispose it of it. And a lot of people venture out to become their own, do their own business and things like that. And it, and it can be tough going at first. It can be. But you, you stick with it. Uh, a lot of people will attempt and start things. But the ones that succeed are the ones that just dig in and they plug along every day. One of the wisest things ever said to me, I had two small children really no education, no driver's license or anything, and I, I was left in a position to be alone with uh, supporting them. And my mother-in-law at the time said, if you bring in something every day, even if it's turning in a Coke bottle and getting a nickel, everything will work itself out. And I, you know those things that you hear, and everybody is different, but they're almost like a stone skipping over your life, these little important oh, yeah, very moments. Well put. And one of them was when she said that, and I said, yes, that's what I have to do. And I just brought in money every day. Whatever I had to do, I crocheted little ornaments and sold them, little teddy bears. I would make dolls. I candles. crocheted blankets. I, I made candles. I did whatever. I worked at whatever job I could find. And I just worked however many hours they would let me have. I would learn whatever I had to learn. And each day I added to that bucket. And I think that if I hadn't gotten that lesson then, I would have got hopeless yes. to say, this little drop, how many of those is it going to take to fill up that bucket? I'll never make it. I'm going to give up. But I didn't. I just knew that each drop that came was, was taking me there. And it, it helped me, and I supported my family, and I worked my way up and got whatever uh, I needed to do to be successful to take care of my family. And it was all because I took one little drop at a time and valued it. When you compare the drop to the empty bucket, it seems yes. incomparable. You know, like you just yeah, lost. Yeah, one becomes lost. So that I know we're talking about change, but those kinds of things change you and change your life. So if anybody would like to call in and perhaps share a story, story. something that really changed you, and remember, change. If we go by uh, my uh, comment earlier about change is the awareness of growth. That's really I, I was aware of growing from that statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very well done. A uh, very long time ago, so long ago, I'm not certain when it was, but I was um, uh, taken into the order of the Melchizedek, um, well, angels, really, that was mm -hmm. the term. And the person that conducted the ceremony said that, um, well, you know, this is the ceremony you're now in. And do understand that whatever it is that you choose as your project, it will be funded. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I feel that that just so reminded me of that because, as you said, if if you look at it the way we're trained to think, because we're not trained to think. I don't know what we're trained to do, but it is not think, and uh, uh, and just the least thing can be so overwhelmingly um, detrimental to. Uh, but yet, if you do know that it's all there for you, you simply all you have to do is. Uh, uh, be love itself, and love, you know, love is everything, and you, you, you know, um, love is, love becomes 
whatever you tell it to become. This is not a secret, it's absolutely everywhere. But love becomes what you would love it to be. That's the thing. So if it's a couple, uh, love becomes the couple. Love becomes what you tell it to become. Mm -hmm. And I, I suppose this is not common knowledge, but it's true. And please have that. Love becomes what you tell it to become. Because love loves you. And love will eventually tell you what love wants you to become, too. Oh, very well put. You no, know, it's like yeah. a reciprocal thing. Right, and so the more we grow in character, the, the more we change to become a stronger, upstanding, um, authentic, um, real being. The, see, it's, it's taken the opposite. The, uh, we're trained the opposite way. The more you can be conniving and you know, all the rest of the words that go with that particular word, you know, the more successful you will be. The, you know, the big, oh no, it's the other way around. Well, another thing that occurred to me many years back was we usually define our happiness by how successful we are. It's better to define I our remember. success by how happy we are. I remember. And really, happiness is free. That's another <laughs> thing. Um, uh, yes. My beloved Marikita mm -hmm. made many years ago, you know I've said that for years, happiness is free. It's your birthright. You don't have to pay for it in form of misery. You really don't. You don't have to pay for it. You, it's free. Well, she made this um, ceramic thing yeah, that says happiness still. is free. I found it because I had put it somewhere safe and I found it again and so I now have it hanging in my room that I work in and I look I at it every day and when the yeah. furnace blows or the air conditioning it just ding 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 and yeah. it like reminds everybody. Yeah, and we were taught so the opposite for so many centuries on this planet. From the dark ages you were always taught you have to suffer in order to be happy. I suffer for my soup. Yes. That, that kind of thing. Well, you have to Nazi. suffer for your art. Yeah. And, and you know, that brings up another topic. And I know, um, you know, I don't want to get too far afield, but you br brought up that, you know, the idea of uh, suffering, suffering for your soup or whatever I added yeah, to that. Yes, suffering. Well, I, everybody knows I've talked about my depression yes. uh, on, on the show. And the only reason I do is I just want people to have hope that you can do things to get out of it. You don't have to stay in it. I'm not saying to stop medication or whatever. You need to make your own decisions about that. But I didn't have access to anything like that. And so I did everything I could to understand myself and why that was happening all the way from doing daily charts to map out like what could it be in my diet and all this. And I was uh, kind of alone in all that. But I'm glad because I figured out a lot of things. And one day in particular, everyone knows I love children and babies. I'm just... Um, I just love you do. <laughs> babies you just and stuff. Love. Well, yeah. I was walking out to my car. I was in a depression, and I had a bumper sticker that said, "Have you hugged your kids today?" This was early '80s, mm -hmm. and I was peeling the back, and I was so depressed. But I was fully in the moment, and I remember putting that on and just smoothing it out. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Ah, that's the purpose." because I knew everything came for a reason. I said, that's the reason the depression is here, because I'm able to just be right here. Yeah, maybe when I don't realize that and I feel overtaken, it feels like I'm just paralyzed, laying there numb. But 
I, hmm. I realized it pulled me into the moment and it brought me deep within myself and I was able to express in writing things that I never would have gotten out. And so I can see where it gets morphed that you have to suffer to be artistic. Yeah. But what I gathered from that is I really don't have to suffer to do that. I can pull myself into the moment and still have the same dynamic. Yes, and this is our, it's truly a birthright. So and that's the day my depression left, by the way. How excellent. I'm not saying I never had any again after that, but oh, that no, deep I understand. stuff, it was yeah. like, I know your purpose, I know why you're here, and I thank you for what you came to tell me. And then it didn't have to be that intense anymore. Yeah. I had read um, Lazarus, if you follow his, he likes mm -hmm. to put out um, about once a month, I think. Maybe it's once every once two. Once a week or something. Whatever it is, but he puts out a statement, you know, just here's a little piece of Lazarus and, and please have it. And he said all um, fear is worry, uh, is all fear is the fear of being alone. Okay. Loneliness. If loneliness. And loneliness is the fear that you did not love well enough. And that brought me all the way home. Mm. Because that's the, thank you Lazarus, if you follow him, he's a noble being to follow, has been channeling through Jack for the, all the adult life I've had. He's been around a long time. Mm. And he speaks with a, a, actually a Pleiadian accent, if anybody's aware of the way that sounds. But um, the idea that all fear is the fear of being alone and loneliness is the fear that you did not love well enough. My God. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and you know, I've often many times heard all fear is a fear of death. But if you think about it, why would we be afraid of dying is because it feels like we'll be alone. And so there is a lot of truth in that, the fear of loneliness. And one of the, the beautiful cards in the Osho Zen deck, which I am currently using and I had used for many years, and even having the opening credit. Mm -hmm. It has a card which is the equivalent to the hermit, which is called aloneness. And one of the really? things about that is to understand that aloneness is not lonely. And that until you come to terms with, I know that they didn't get a signal that I would be holding up a card, but they did it. That, that until you are at peace with being alone, you will forever be sentenced to being lonely and afraid of loneliness. Hmm. And so if you go into your aloneness and find the light from your ch own chest, wow. this person had searched for this thing in other people thinking that light existed over the other hill. And then yeah. one day he realized it was coming out of his self and it was like, wow, I can actually love myself and never feel alone again. And we are, and that's a big thing about change, is we're afraid we're going to end up being alone. So that's such yeah. a brilliant thing that Lazarus said, because we are afraid that any change is going to go bank error, not in that person's favor, yeah. and you're going to end up alone or whatever. But if you are okay with being alone, then yeah. everything takes on a different thing. Oh, it does completely. It is scary. reminds me a lot of my own personal uh, uh, becoming more conscious because I, I flip-flop back and forth. I, I just so feel um, love for everything, everyone. I really do, but you know what I'm saying. And um, well, yeah, 
That's really, what other way is there to be? <laughs> yeah, no, that's very well put. Yeah, and, uh, I, I tell you, not feeling not love, or what we perceive of as not love, yeah. is an unpleasant thing, honestly. Yeah, so let's okay. stop that, everybody. Just stop it. Yes, everybody. Love the one you're with. <laughs> just I'm love, just period. No, yeah. that works. And uh, I believe our uh, winged creature comes forth at the Our quacker. She's in quackers. Mm -hmm. We just made a joke. Get it? Cheese and quackers. We just made a stupid joke, so cheese and quackers. And this is Rick, who's uh, volunteering. You met All him right. a few minutes ago. All right. And uh, in order to find her true self, the spiritual warrior erases her personal history. Let go of your past. Yeah, that's important, letting go of the past, because it's in the past. Yeah. Well, it's not that. Well, no, I It's understand. resolving the past. You don't yeah, just let good. go and bury it. Pay attention to the flow in your life. Any perceived roadblocks are really just signposts pointing you in the right direction. Interesting. Great. And those are Mary's magical message cards, which yeah. you can play with online. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a slow program because there are 97 cards, so it takes a while to yeah. randomize them. And you have uh, done so many decks and are talking about even more. I have more. about eight more that I've done. I'm just... Um, kind of at that place where they could be published. A lot of them are therapeutic. Oh, yeah. At the relationship deck. I think I showed that to you, you the did other day. You did the other day. That's a remarkable deck in and of itself, and the, I would recommend it. My sandbag deck, the, uh, the Yes No Oracle, mm -hmm. the Kuan Yin deck, the Summer Solstice deck, the Serpent Mound deck. Now there's more. There was other ones that I'm not thinking yeah. of at the moment. No, well, you will, and, and uh, we have a call? the world awaits such a thing. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, caller. Hi. It's the same guy. Do you hear the voice? Yeah. I think he wants to be a woman. You know, really, that's okay. Just be who you are. Let it all hang out. This works. Okay, so l why don't you pull a chakra affirmation? Oh, that's a good idea. For for her. Uh, for her. her. Okay. Not the and that's okay. You know, I think you really just have to figure out who you are and love it and be it. Solar plexus chakra, which is the. Uh, do we have uh, somebody that got a close okay. up on this? Do you want to read do it? Do you want to read it because I didn't oh, read okay. it? Okay. Um, I am always in harmony with my life. I see my role and my power in all situations. Yeah. So that's your, that's your affirmation. And therefore you don't have to go around and posturing yeah. that you're someone else. Yeah. We don't know if that's Well, that gets heavy, in. you know? It's like yeah. whatever that movie was, it's like you're carrying the suitcases around. It's like they're heavy. We'll set them down. Yeah, yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith. Hey, Edith. Well, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. good. I'm just... I'd just like a, a reading from Mary, and um, I'll hang up. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, we are doing the punctuations with Neville pulling one of my chakra affirmation cards. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Edith. Let's see what cards come out today. All right. The first card is is healing. And I, I, I always love this card, and I think of... Um, just the hands, you know, it reminds me of the Seikim energy and putting it over uh, the solar plexus and the, the head 
because so much of what we think of is as our body being unhealed and our emotions being unhealed sometimes is our th our thoughts <laughs> and uh, if we can adjust the emotion behind the thoughts the thoughts really just dissipate and then the body can heal so I feel like there is a, a grand uh, awakening going on with you and maybe even some change or remedies and for some reason I was seeing yellow and then corn so I don't know if corn is something you stay away from or whatever but there there feels like there might be a food sensitivity anyway the schizophrenia card Osho says that the whole Western world is schizophrenic meaning that wherever it is it's thinking about where it's not much like what we were talking about tonight and so it's saying that it's okay to make a decision because the only wrong quote-unquote decision is no decision so just let go and let yourself fly and sail that there is opportunities for advancement um, in a lot of areas including work and innocence is saying that I, I come back uh, to my innocence but now I have wisdom from my experience and it's okay to stop that trying and, and just be so what yes, affirmation you do you gets a heart chakra I love myself unconditionally and so that would be an affirmation that you could repeat several times and it will affect healing in you. Yes, excellent. Yeah. Uh, that Wonderful. works very well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, hello, caller. What's your name, please? No. No, we don't? Okay. Uh, well, uh, this is the opportunity that you can call in and get uh, free reading from uh, Mary, which is uh, a very good thing to do. Mm -hmm. I've watched you uh, assist thousands of people yes, in transformation. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? That's R2-D2, is it? I Pepper? think so, Pepper? yeah. Well, what I'd like to do, while we are allowing people to decide whether they want, wish to call in, I'm going to do a reading for people that might be a little shy about calling in. Oh, that's good. And, and you can pull a card. So if this shoe fits, wear it, as it were. The first card is the card of compromise. If we take compromise out of our vocabulary and replace it with everybody can win, that's a whole different ball game, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to make, you don't have to compromise in order to get a situation to smooth over. Everybody can have what they wish and no one has to lose. The second card is intensity, reminding you that anything you wish to do you, and you put your mind to it, you can accomplish it. Focus and keep your eye on the prize, so to speak, and don't get caught up in doubt. And the third card is past lives. It's not only about past lives and the influence that they have on you. Sometimes there are patterns and cycles all the time. There are patterns and cycles in this life that are playing out currently that you may wish to look at um, uh, so that you can uh, stop the cycle by making new decisions. In your affirmation right. card? Is base chakra. I am aware of myself as an individual that I'm always connected to the source. I am aware of myself as an individual but always connected to the source. Ah. And that's a very good base, yeah, to align the base chakra. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, so we're to be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly for those who would be out and about. To be Ruse Days. To be Ruse Days. We remember those people. And um, let me see what else. We've been uh, 
uh, things are moving right along. You've, you've had quite a few people you've been working with and do such a remarkable well, job. Well, we will uh, be starting, we're going through some just uh, changes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but once I get those accomplished, I'll, I'll be starting the psychic development series again, mm -hmm. starting with level uh, the first one and then going to two, three, and four. They'll be uh, maybe even in tandem, uh, like overlapping some uh, for the people that would like me to move on to part two quicker. And there are a lot of things. We have classes post online. I even have Psychic Development Part 1 that you can take online. Mm -hmm. And there's an online classroom for you to do exercises and such. Oh, how wonderful. And then I have uh, Meditation for a Busy Life, which goes through many different forms of meditation and lots of other information. That's on there. You're, you've got a shorter version of language codes, a longer one coming. That's a class. Uh, opening of your throat chakra, finding your voice, opening the throat chakra is up there Excellent. as a class. And I'm getting ready to get Galactic History, which is an audio yeah, class I, I, yeah. that is, is going to be posted soon. And I think there's another one of mine. Oh, A Shorter Dreams. And then I have a whole dream series, which I know um, the, the dreamist. Um, has well, it's based on your teachings. Yeah, yeah uh, of the, the dream class. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, that is on, uh, I, I'll have a link to it on my website pretty soon, but you can take that, and that is a full five-session course, mm -hmm. with the first one being for free that you can download, mm -hmm. and then there's an online class for that, too. So, so I don't know that I ever mentioned all that before, so I thought I would. No, oh, that's very good. And this is, as we've said, our 750th show, which means we're just getting warmed up. And uh, there'll be uh, many, many more shows to come. Uh, if anyone's um, interested, you may come to the studio to be in the audience on Thursday nights. Please email uh, telepathictv uh, at yahoo.com to make a reservation. And um, let me see what else. It seems like there's so much more going on. So much more. Oh, yes. Um, we are considering doing a Serpent Mound trip in the fall. If oh, you good are one. up for it, yeah. let me know, and I will get the plans underway. Uh, be a whole different type of a, an experience because it'll be in the fall. Yes. So we get to look at the colored leaves and things like that. Yes, and we get to visit the water serpent, too. There's yes. just a whole lot to be done there. Yes. And. Uh, both of us will be doing uh, events for people. Yeah. yeah, and who knows who may show up. Yeah, and the gridding, uh, crystal gridding, and mm -hmm. the walking of the serpent is a sacred act in and of itself. That's true. Yeah, and we've been uh, so many years with uh, the awareness of the uh, serpent mount. Uh, Marianne Petrino from uh, uh, when we did the show in Arlington is the individual that uh, introduced you to it, and then we've been going out there ever since. Mm -hmm. And it's an exciting world to live in, it really is. Our dear Marianne Petrino. Yes. Who's Much a beloved. Remarkable human being, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's uh, very clear, just gets information that comes yeah, right we through. We love her. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, it looks like we're down toward the end. Definitely check out Hidden Language Codes. Thank you. Also, um, people may wish to order a copy of that because it may uh, yeah, it'll be, be on demand. Yeah, and, and, and therefore its price will go very high. Yeah, I know. Uh, but people can just consider that. But it's a great book. Anyway, it was our joy and honor to take you to the door, as it were.
and you're going through it. And you're going to change. Yeah. So embrace change. Yes. Change is your friend. Look at it through the glasses of joy. Yeah. It's going to happen. And it will be there. Yeah. Yes. Or if you're a kid, you can do it like, like that, this. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Get a close-up of that. That's really Kids like to do that for yeah. some reason. It's very that, cute. It was the Batman thing that started uh, that. Yeah, there, yeah, that's being Batman. I see. Yeah, Batman yeah. eyes. Well, that's the original Batman in the 60s. Thank you. 